You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. Captain's Coach Podcasters, we got a cool episode today, a sort of second leg to a double feature, if you will, as we bring you the teammate of our previous guest, Rachel Yeager, with Cassie Hunter. Like Rachel, Cassie is a member of the JMU field hockey team. She is a junior and also part of the leadership committee the program has. Today, I get her perspective on the JMU program, and we will discuss the unique way they select captains throughout the year, the importance of coaches developing complete individuals, creating experiences outside of athletics for teams to bond, and what qualities make a great captain. I hope you enjoy the conversation, and thanks again for listening to us here on the Captain's Coach Podcast. Good morning, Cassie. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for coming on the show. It's, it's pretty cool. We had your teammate Rachel on yesterday, and uh, we get a, another taste of, of JMU field hockey for us today. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that me and Rachel started off talking about was the the leadership committee. I know you're you're a member as well as a as a junior, you know, about to start your senior year next year. Uh, we kind of went over the the basis of what it is. If you could give some insight about what you find intriguing or interesting about it, and why you think it's it's been so effective for your program. Yeah, I think with our leadership group, so we have one representative from each class, as you mentioned, and we meet weekly and we just go over a lot of qualities that a leader should have and represent in their team. And then I think it's cool that we go out each week and we have almost like homework. We have to incorporate one of those qualities in a practice situation and it's preparing us for the season so that when the season comes around, it becomes natural to us. Oh, great. That was uh, something that didn't come up before. So you guys actually are encouraged to practice that quality and like you said it's almost like an assignment you it really forces you to kind of create an experience where you get to practice those qualities yeah so like it kind of takes you out of your comfort zone and like eventually like becomes natural which is pretty interesting it's pretty cool yeah and that seems like it's a theme with your coach that she really forces people out of their comfort zone another thing that that rachel and i discussed a good amount yesterday um, one thing we didn't talk about was how you guys select captains. And I know before we started recording, you and I were speaking about something unique that I haven't heard many teams do and that you think is really effective. You could kind of just explain the the captain situation on the field hockey team and, and kind of how that changes from season to season. Yeah, so what we do is we will, in the preseason before our season starts, we write on a piece of paper two or three people who we think would be make good captains and then I think it's unique that we have to write the why which I think is just very important that you know why you want someone to represent your team and what qualities of a leader they represent. Yeah it's super important and and I think it's cool that you guys have to kind of justify why you want that person to be a captain and that way it's not necessarily a popularity contest which at the college level it, it rarely is and people do it for for the right reasons. It reminds me the way that <clears throat> excuse me, reminds me of the way that we had to pick captains in college. Our coach had us write our name 
at the top of our ballots. And that way he knew who we were voting for as individuals. And so if you wanted to vote for yourself, you, you know, that was perfectly fine and wasn't discouraged at all, but you know, it kind of, it, it put more of an emphasis on who you were voting for the people that you did. Did you guys have to put you, did you guys have to write your name on the ballots as well, or just the reason why? And they were still anonymous. Yeah, we had to write our names on the ballot as well. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I think that it really increases the accountability mm -hmm. and, and really makes people think about who they want to, to serve as a captain and a leader of their team. And then I know you guys don't keep them, you know, obviously being a fall sport. And once the, the seniors are done with their last season, you know, they have, they have other things to focus on, finishing up school, graduate and finding a job. So I know they aren't necessarily as big of a part of a team, as big of a part of your team during the spring season, and you guys select different captains then, correct? Yeah, so what will happen is during, we have like five tournaments in the spring that we attend, and each tournament, my coach will pick two or three different people just to see how people work together as captains. Mm -hmm. and then at the end of spring for the summer, because we normally stay here for a good portion of the summer, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll pick captains for the summer as a team. Right. So you guys have the, the kind of the, the, the coach is able to give you guys a taste of everyone's different kind of leadership style and how they might behave as a captain. And then in the summer you all get to pick based on that. And then in the fall you get to kind of to pick one more time. Do you like that? The, the way that she operates that do you think it's effective? Yeah, I think it's really effective, especially because in the spring you do get to see different people's styles of leadership. Mm -hmm. So it's really effective because then when the summer comes, the summer captains are for the most part the same as what they're going to be for the fall. So it's mm -hmm. cool to let them start experiencing early. Yeah, and especially I think it's always a challenge being a captain in the off season. And I know you you spend a lot of time still on campus and, and training and practicing during the summer, but it becomes especially difficult once you put a distance and, and people aren't being seen every day, how your leadership kind of, it comes through, through, especially now digital communication, it's really important. And it's definitely a challenge um, for leaders out there for sure. So once you guys are back on campus and, and I know you, you mentioned a couple of things, what are some things that you guys do off the field that you think really promote leadership development or some kind of team cohesion? Uh, we do participate in a lot of volunteer work, whether it's going to like an old age home or some of us will go volunteer at the SPCA, but we work in like, whether it's a big group or a small group, we always are like constantly working together in different um, activities. And is that something that's set up by the program and your coaches, or is that something that's kind of player led and, and encouraged within your own teammates? Um, as a leadership group we come together and we decide we reach out to different people in Harrisonburg to see what different opportunities we have to volunteer so then we talk with our whole team and pick something to do um, oh, cool. then, oh wait go ahead so you guys pick those through the leadership committee the leadership group you guys have you guys kind of set um you know possibilities that you guys could go do different opportunities and then the, the team kind of picks as a whole what you guys are interested in yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a that's a really cool way of doing it. You know, kind of gets more of a buy-in. <clears throat> Excuse me. It it really lets everyone have a say in kind of what uh, your your values are, and and yeah, I think it really promotes that that buy-in for everyone to be involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we also do um, 
a team bonding like pre preseason trip before the season starts, which is unique in the way like we get to connect and interact and um, yeah, build trust in each other. So during that that preseason trip, is there anything specific you guys do? Is it are there activities planned, team building, anything like that? Um, my freshman year, we went actually camping out in I think West Virginia and. Um, there was no connection, so we couldn't use our phones, and we just did a lot of team building activities on the lake or like rock climbing and stuff. Oh, awesome! So, is it, yeah. So, depending on where you guys go, it kind of matches that that theme in general, and is more of just a you know relaxing kind of fun stuff to to build that that team cohesion and really build a strong culture and, and friendship between your teammates is, is really great. And it and it sounds like your coach does a really good job of intentionally creating these experiences. And definitely that was what I was feeling from, from Rachel as well during our conversation. Is there anything else that you really love about your coach and what she does well in, in terms of developing leaders or developing just people in general on your team? Uh, what I love about her is like, she's also a life coach. So even outside of field hockey, like she's training us to be the best individuals we can be once because obviously your sport doesn't last with you forever. Eventually we're going to graduate and have to go in the real world. And she just does a really good job, like developing our leadership qualities that we can take into the workforce with us. Yeah. And again, that's been a, a constant reoccurrence during my conversations on the show has been the greatest coaches and the greatest leaders. They, they care about more than just the, the athlete and they care more about just what you're doing on the field or, or on the court or on the, the, the playing service, you know, they, they care about you off the field, what you're doing outside of athletics, how you're doing in the classroom, the volunteer work, like you've mentioned, that you all are, are, are so involved in. I think that's really important because it, it, it shows you that the person cares more about just your skills. They care about who you are as a person and they want to see you succeed across all aspects of life. Mm -hmm. Speaking of her developing your, your leadership skills, what are, what are some things that you're looking forward to, you know, going into your senior year, going into the spring and then, and then the summer and, and, and senior year? And what do you think your, your biggest challenges will be as a leader on the team? Um, I think that as a leader coming up, I think it's important to remember that you're always constantly like either losing your seniors or gaining new freshmen and just making sure you're keeping that dynamic of the team, the culture of the team, how, as it's always have been, not letting it like dwindle down and just creating a strong dyna dynamic team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's definitely an interesting thing with fall sports you have. You know, I played a, a spring sport in college and, you know, we had our whole team together from the start of the school year all the way until graduation because, you know, the last game of our season is usually a, a week or two maybe you know, less than a month from, from graduation and seeing the seniors off, off the campus completely. Um, so it definitely has to be a challenge when you have only three quarters of your team for half the school year, if that makes sense. And then you really only have your full team a couple months before your season starts with your incoming freshmen. Um, yeah. so it's definitely a challenge. What are you, what are you looking forward to, to viewing or, or you personally, what do you think the biggest challenge will be? Uh, starting ending ending this spring and starting in the fall so I get told I tend to be a good listener and I lead by example and that's what a lot of people always tell me but I think as a leader it's important to have the quality of being a good listener but on the flip side 
having the communication on the field, being an enforcer, like telling people what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. And I think that's something I can work on. Yeah, for sure. And again, that was another aspect that, that Rachel and I discussed yesterday. She kind of described herself in the same way, not being as vocal, not being the one that kind of gets up in front of everybody and gives a, a rah-rah speech. But um, one of the things that, that we discussed was that you don't necessarily have to be the super loud, the the big speech giver to be what we would consider a vocal leader. Um, that you can be a vocal leader in just how you interact with individuals. And if people who are shy or quieter, if they focus on that, one of the great examples of, of someone like that is Tim Duncan. You, you never see Tim Duncan get super excited on, on the Spurs bench in any videos. You never see him screaming at his teammates or, or talking to them in a huge group. But what you do see is he going out of his way, you know, almost every time out, every break in, in play, he goes up to at least one or two guys, just individually puts arm around him, says a couple things, um, you know, is right there asking, checking up on everybody on the team individually, not necessarily as as a huge group. So I think that's, that's good advice for anyone out there who feels like they can't be a vocal leader and that they think they are just a lead by example, you know, quiet, do as I do kind of and and not really – energizing the team or being that vocal on on or off the field that there is a way to do that and and I think that's it's good to know because it is all too often you have some people who may have the leadership potential and they just don't feel comfortable expressing it in that way so Cassie who would you say you know during your time you've had three years there and who would you say the best captain or group of captains you've ever experienced is and why so I came in as a freshman with, to a team where we had no seniors my freshman year. So we had three juniors who were my captains for two years in a row. And I just think that they all had different qualities of a leader. Like one was very outgoing, very loud. One was led by example and one was kind of an enforcer. And I think together all their three different personalities covered all different aspects of good leadership. So together they were like a really strong force. Yeah, and it's interesting you talk about that balance between personalities, and I think that's super important, especially at the college level when it comes to captains or leaders on teams. And one of the things I've always believed is that you need those kind of differing personalities, whether it be in one person, because some people are good at doing that. They can they can somehow balance, and it really is their authentic self of, you know, they can turn on being super vocal and energizing, but at the same time, they can hold everyone accountable. And they also just tend to be the hardest working, the one that you'll never see uh, do anything wrong is always doing the right thing. But then at other times you need more than one, at least two to kind of give that balance uh, in, in the captaincy and the leadership on your team. Mm -hmm. Is there any other advice you would give uh, other captains out there or anyone aspiring to develop their leadership skills? Um, I just think it's really important to develop a, a good culture within your team, like building a safe environment, sharing vulnerabilities with each other, establishing a purpose and like taking action and just being the overall model for your teammates. Yeah, I think that's another thing that Rachel was, had brought up. You can tell the similarities in how well your coach and your program develops your leaders and, and how mature and developed your guys' leadership philosophies are just as, as players. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, I think that being a role model is 100% one of the biggest things of being a leader is you have to be the person 
that you would want to follow as another person on the team. And then taking action, I think, is super important. All too often, you see people kind of sit back and, and kind of hope things kind of come to them. But as a leader and as someone who needs to or who would want and strive to develop their leadership skills and be the best they can be, there, there are so many things out there. And it's too easy just to, to say yes to something, take action, and like you said, get out of your comfort zone. So I don't want to take up too much more of your time, Cassie. So we're going to move on to the, you know, a little bit more conceptual stuff and start with one of my favorite questions since I get a different answer almost every time. What is your definition of leadership? So when I think of leadership, I think of guidance almost like it's performed by someone who wants to represent what they do in the most positive way and sharing their vision with others by motivating and supporting people around you. It's just leadership. I like that. It's a very unique way of putting it. I've never heard it, you know, put in the terms of, of guidance. And I really like the piece about creating a vision. And I think that's a super integral piece of leadership and, and kind of leading any organization or team is coming up with a, a vision of some sort, uh, goals or a culture that you want to create, and then being able to communicate that uh, to, to the larger organization and the individuals around you and getting them to buy in and kind of motivate them. I think that, that really, that really captures the, the essence of, of being a leader and, and, and leadership itself. What do you think the two or three best characteristics or factors that make a great captain are? Um, I definitely think one of the top characteristics would be integrity, like having integrity in your word and to your word. So just doing what you're saying to other people. Um, I think having compassion for your teammates, whether it's like by what I mean by that is knowing your teammates, supporting them when they need it, and just having a strong connection with everyone on your team. Mm -hmm. And then the last one I had is promoting positivity in an infectious manner. So celebrating the success of your teammates, being uplifting and eliminating any negative energy that could potentially be there. Awesome. Integrity, compassion and infectious positivity mm -hmm. nice and simple i like it yeah i think the integrity piece is huge and can get a little more nuanced than just what we we kind of think when we initially think integrity i think one of the biggest pieces of leadership when it comes to that characteristic is being true not only in your word and your deed but also kind of in your personality mm -hmm. and it's something that we've talked about before on the show is you can't really fake leadership you can't put on some sort of, of false personality just because now you're in a leadership position and your teammates will see if you're not acting true to yourself. So I think integrity is one that sometimes gets overlooked and I, and I love the, the compassion or, or empathy. And then obviously that, that motivational infectious positivity is something that's definitely a centerpiece to building a great organization, leading a great organization through, times of good and times of bad, like you said, celebrating successes and, and leading you kind of through the, the times of adversity for sure. And then Cassie, my, my last two questions for you are, what is your favorite book? I know you have one. Yeah. So last summer we, as a team, read a book called You Win in the Locker Room First. And it's by John Gordon and Mike Smith. And Mike Smith, he's a former former head coach for the National Football League, Atlanta Falcons. And he has like the all-time winningest coach in franchise history. 
but basically what the book it goes through like the seven c's to building a winning team so mm. it'll go through like how to build a culture mm. having contagious positive attitudes consistency connection commitment and care so it's a really good book i really enjoyed it awesome highly recommended uh you said it was how to win in the locker room first you win in the locker room first. You win in the locker room first. You win in the locker room first. Awesome. Mike Smith. Mm-hmm. Got it. And then uh, do you have a favorite quote as well you would like to share? Yeah. The quote I have is by John C. Maxwell. It's a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Yeah, we love uh, – that. that's a great quote. We love John Maxwell at the, at the captain's coach. Ben, uh, the, the founder, is heavily influenced by John Maxwell, and I love his definition of leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and we definitely take a lot of, of his teachings and, and a lot of his quotes and kind of fuse it into our own uh, leadership development philosophy as well. But uh, Cassie, I know you got a busy, busy schedule, busy day ahead of you. I'm sure you got practice at some point today. So I don't want to take up uh, any more of your time. I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and sharing your leadership experiences and, and some of your thoughts and, and what you believe leadership is. Yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Poulos. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.